All right, major gift fundraiser here with Clark Van Deventer, helping you get the most money out of your list without ruining your current donor relationships. Buenos dias. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day. All right, so I was on the road this past week with an organization meeting with donors. All right, I... I love meeting with donors. I love being in the living room. All right. So just an aside, I think that um, one of the things I've observed over the years from other other fundraising consultants is that they don't have a lot of donor meetings, right? They do a lot of talking about fundraising, but they've been out of the game for a long time in some cases. And, And so they're their advice starts to be uh, really theoretical and just sort of removed from reality in terms of the way trends uh, and culture is developing. Um, I'm still out there meeting with donors. Like on a regular basis, I'm still having every type of donor meeting. So some consultants come in and they they do these big meetings, right? The big meetings with donors who have been well-cultivated and they're doing these very advanced cultivation meetings and solicitation meetings, like I'm still having discovery meetings. I'm still going out and meeting with donors uh, who've never met with anyone from the organization before. So donors at every stage of the cycle, discovery, cultivation, solicitation, and stewardship. And I love uh, being in the living room and talking with donors uh, as a consultant because it just brings me back. Like it just makes the advice I'm able to share with my clients so much more real and so much more practical. So for an org- from an organizational standpoint, I just love being in front of donors because it, it sort of like just brings you back to what's most important. So I'm on the road with this organization and I'm traveling with the executive director of the organization. And he sort of felt like he'd been dropping the ball uh, recently on some, some donor-focused activities that he should have been doing. And he was just, gosh, feeling a little, a little, I don't know, he felt bad, right? Like, he felt like he wasn't doing a good job. And and I was just like, look, when you feel that way, like, when you feel like you're not doing enough, like, just, just like, sure, could you have done more? Like, sure, did, did we miss some opportunities? Could we have done better here? Like, sure. But I was just, this is the week before we're traveling. I'm like, but you know what? Like next week you're going to be on the road and, and you're going to be meeting with, with 10 of your 20 most important donors, right? Like, so like of all the things you could have been doing, like, yeah, sure. Like, could you feel bad? Sure. I guess. But like, you're coming back to your most important donors, right? And so as an organization, you're just like back in front of those people. So for me, last week, though, I, I had um, a couple of meetings back-to-back that reminded me of the importance of the do, all right? So if you're not familiar with the do, all right, that's D-E-W, it's my donor evaluation worksheet. It's ranking donors based upon three criteria. That's cultivatable interest, uh, financial capacity, and philanthropic disposition, all right, so cultivatable interest is 
Lots of them are interested in the organization. Are they generally interested in this type of organization, this type of work? And what's my ability to cultivate it? All right. What's their financial capacity? Do they have the financial capacity to give? Like, are they capable of giving? And then what's their philanthropic disposition? Like, are they givers? Okay, so I had two meetings back to back where this question of uh, particularly um, philanthropic disposition and financial capacity, like are right smack in front of me. So two meetings back to back, one with a with a couple that have cultivatable interest, right? They have an interest in the organization and we're in the living room. So clearly we have the ability to cultivate that interest. They have financial capacity, right? It's a, it's a beautiful home. Uh, this is like a power couple, uh, two impressive people. They look the part. Um, they, they clearly have the capacity to give. Uh, after the meeting, we didn't ask for a gift on the visit, but uh, after the meeting, they, they did give a gift a few days later. And it, it, was, a mo- it was a modest gift. Um, after that meeting, we left and we went to someone's house, another donor, um, not nearly as nice of a house and not nearly as nice a neighborhood. It was nice. It was a nice, it was a nice home. All right. It was a nice neighborhood, but it wasn't like by comparison, wasn't nearly as nice as where we had just come from. Cars in the driveway, nothing spectacular about them. Like nothing wrong with them either. Nothing spectacular about them though. This donor had recently made their first gift to the organization, um, a substantial gift, $5,000. It was their first gift ever to the organization. So that's, that's quite, quite a good gift as a first gift. Um, we asked the donors in this meeting, like what prompted it? And it was such, the answer that followed was so incredible. In fact, I've had more than 2,000 meetings in my career, uh, 2,200, 2,300 donor meetings in my career. And it, this is a meeting I will, I promise you, I will never forget. And I, I walked away from that meeting, uh, inspired and personally challenged about the kind of person that I want to be and the kind of, kind of givers, uh, that I want to be and the kind of consumer I want to be right. In terms of what, what do I really need? Uh, they, these these donors talked about how they'd actually bought a home in a, um, I guess, a more upscale neighborhood and a bigger lot, and and they just felt like they didn't really need it, and it, it was more important to them that they they support organizations. We're having this conversation with these donors. Their ten-year-old son, their their twelve-year-old son, is in the room with us, and I actually emailed the donor afterwards, and I said, "Look, I mean, I was so I was so inspired by that visit, and I think it's so cool that in fifty years, some organization is going to be meeting with your son, and he's going to be talking about how he learned about giving from his parents." 
and uh, watching his parents give. So these two donors that we met with back to back, they both had the same cultivatable interest. One had, I would say the first one had probably higher financial capacity uh, than the second one. But they had lower, that first one, had lower philanthropic disposition. The second donor we met with, their financial capacity wasn't as great, but it was significant. It wasn't as great, but their philanthropic disposition was off the charts. Like they were givers, just givers, and they inspired me. So, hey, the do... Ranking your donors on these three things, financial capacity, cultivatable interest, and philanthropic disposition, it works. So when I when I put the do together, I was looking for a way to give organizations to figure out how to rank and prioritize their donors. And th- I came up with these three things, cultivatable interest, financial capacity, philanthropic. Wait, I keep saying them in different orders and mixing them up, but you get it, right? Financial capacity, cultivatable interest, philanthropic disposition. Those are the three things. So I, once I did this and I started scoring donors, what I did actually is I went back through donors I had worked with over the years for different organizations. And I scored the donor as if I were scoring the donor for that organization in the, in the realm in which I had worked with that donor. And, and then I like, looked at the scores and saw how they lined up. And I'm like, wow, this works. Like the donors who got the high due scores were the ones who in time gave the big gifts. And so this is a great tool um, for ranking your donors. And we saw it. We saw it at work. I saw it at work uh, this past week on the road. So um, so check out the do. If you've not seen it yet, if you're you're looking for a copy of it, uh, shoot me an email at Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. Tell me you're looking for the do, the, the donor evaluation worksheet, so that you can rank and prioritize your donors. So we love all of our donors. Like we love all of them, right? Like these people are are giving their money, all right? They're giving away their money to help us accomplish our mission. Like in the fact that they would give us money means that we have shared values. We have, we have shared beliefs, shared goals, of what we want the world to, to look like. And um, so we love all of our donors, but look, we have a responsibility to our cause, to our organization to spend a proportionate amount of time with the people most likely most capable and most inclined to give us the big gifts that are going to propel our organization forward. So we have, we, we want good systems in place to think and steward all of our donors, right? To do a really good job of thinking and steward all, stewarding all of our donors. But then we want to rank and prioritize our donors and get the best attention uh, to those who are most capable of giving us the big gifts to drive our organization forward. So check out the do if you haven't already. All right. Hey, that's all I got for you today. Hope you have a great day. Again, if I can help you in any way, if you'd like to go on the road with me, if you'd like me to accompany you on a trip to go meet with some of your donors and ask 
good strategic questions and figure out how to get the most of the meetings you're already having, shoot me an email at Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. Or just go to MajorGiftsFundraiser.com to learn more. All right. Adios. Thank you.